Welcome back to the Meddling Kids Podcast. It's Julie Kid, your host, and today we're talking about Jeepers. It's the Jaguaro. And this episode is part of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Season 3. You know, the season where they go to all sorts of exotic locations. This time, we're in Brazil. I said that kind of weird, making it sound like Brazil. Sorry, Brazil. Is that better? Okay, anyway. We start with a view of a jungled island and horrible screams. Like, seriously, these screams are creepy. Then we see two men in loincloths bowing toward a giant monstrosity. By the way, the loincloths are cool, but they're not like sexy loincloths, just in case you were wondering. From the episode description, I know this monstrosity is supposed to be an ape with the head of a saber-toothed tiger, but it looks more like a panther. I'm hoping we find out more later on in the ep. Meanwhile, another nearly naked dude comes out of the bushes with a large ceremonial mask, a cape, and a bowl of something steaming, presumably soup. He lays the soup in front of the beast, but the beast continues its horrific screams, and so the humans flee. Meanwhile, we see a small twin-engine plane over a jungle, and hear Fred announce to the other kids they're over the Brazilian rainforest and ready to land in Rio de Janeiro in a couple of hours. Scooby is dancing around in a great outfit and makeup, and pics are on social media, as always. Unfortunately, he's eating the wax fruit from his headpiece, but he's undeterred. A pilot mistakes Scooby for a senorita, and then they have to make an emergency landing, totally unrelated to the gender bending. Fortunately, one of these pilots must have been related to Sully, because they made it safely onto the ground, and then, of course, Scooby and Shaggy come down and kiss the ground. It's very moving. The kids hear drums in the background, and the pilots explain they're in Jaguaro country. You know, that mythical beast that's half ape, half saber-toothed tiger, and half totally spooky. The natives worship the Jaguaro. They're not cannibals, just headhunters, like Ewoks. Is this a good time to mention that this ep is full of racist and imperialist stereotypes? Please accept my apologies. This is one of those episodes that doesn't really translate well in our time. Also, while I'm in a complaining mood, why isn't it called the Jaguaro? Okay, I looked it up, and apparently the J in Portuguese is pronounced J, not Y, like in Spanish. My bad, you can call it Jaguaro, but not a hard J, a soft J. It's Jaguaro, not Jaguaro, at least according to the very reliable websites I just found. Back to the action! The pilots are hoping they just have a plugged fuel line, so the Scooby gang leaves them alone to fend for themselves while they go look for a boat or some other means of transportation. Rude. Scooby and Shaggy go and check the river while the others check out a local village. After a bit of sniffing, Scooby comes across the jaguaro. It screams at him, Scooby freaks out, and then he jumps in Shaggy's arms. They hide in some giant flower blossoms, but an exotic parrot scares the petals off of them and then falls down laughing. Birds. Typical. The jaguaro sneaks up and then chases the bird for a while, while Scooby and Shaggy run for it. Amazing Scooby time. He takes an old log and uses his hind paws to scratch out the shape of a canoe, and then he chomps some big sticks into the shapes of paddles. Good boy! Saved! They row down the river. But uh uh-oh, a vine was still attached to the log, and the jaguaro grabs it and pulls them back. Eventually, the boat starts to sink, but Scooby plugs the hole with his tail. Good boy! Saved! Oh no, now piranha are eating the boat. Yuck! 
Scooby and Shaggy jump out onto a hanging vine. Good boys! Saved! Ah, great, it was actually a huge serpent. There's big fangs waiting for them above, and oh no, a crocodile below. This is making me not want to visit Brazil. They fall into the crocodile's mouth, and their mass keeps its jaws pried open. Then they bounce out and along more vines and jungle stuff until they end up tied in vegetation on land. The scene changes to the girls and Fred, who are creepily spying on people dancing. They think they are, and this is in quotes, angry natives, which is pretty judgy, in addition to being first worldly. Then they notice a motorboat with some Anglo dude in it. He stops and introduces himself. He's Australian, I'm guessing, and his name is Barney, but I had to listen to that like three times because I could have sworn he said farty. Sometimes a brain hears what it wants to hear. Barney is there to make a movie about the Jaguar worshippers on the sacred island. He says they're upset and appear to be getting ready to hurt someone. Probably them, because they're saying a giant bird fell out of the sky and scared them. And as a result, their statue of the Jaguaro came to life. Hmm. Farty takes off and says he'll try to radio for help. The kids all reunite in the jungle, and Scooby acts out how the Jaguaro was after them. Velma is dismissive as always. Something strange is going on. They go back to find the plane, but it's been attacked by something with claws, and the pilots are gone. Are the kids doomed? We'll find out after this commercial break. Mary, no! God, let like, go! I simply don't understand it. Of course, the sound is coming from the basement. It's all right, I've got you, Mr. Adam. No, no. Show me what? Gotta get away from those eyes! Get away! Get away! Are you attracted to the dark, fascinated by the dramatic, with a side of gruesome and a dash of poetic justice? If your happy place is a gloomy room at midnight, then you should be listening to the podcast, Twelve Chimes It's Midnight. Please join us, won't you, for plays of mystery, horror, and suspense. Find us and subscribe wherever you procure your podcasts. And remember, at midnight, anything can happen. Good news. Velma found a hat, and Fred recognizes the tracks as signs that humans were dragged away. He should know. Scooby and Shaggy choose to stay back with the aircraft, and Scooby goes foraging around for food. And he sees a mommy gorilla helping a fussy toddler gorilla. This is pretty adorable, by the way. Look it up on YouTube. Scooby eats the baby gorilla's rejected snack coconut that he'd, like, tossed off his landing. But the baby complains when he sees Scooby eating it. And Mama comes down, snags Scoob, and drops him on the baby gorilla's lap. Baby gorilla gives his new toy a big kiss. And then he puts Scooby in a hammock and spins him around recklessly. Scooby bounces out of the hammock and bounces around on a vine up and down for a while. Shaggy is waiting below to catch him when angry men in masks with shields come running at him. He and Scooby try grooming the leader to earn his favor, but this doesn't work. Meanwhile, we see Daphne, Velma, and Fred investigating a little hut that turns out to be for gold panning. Velma scoffs. There's no gold here. Everyone knows that. Really, Velma? I didn't even know how to pronounce the letter J, and I have a PhD. Settle down. They hear Farty's boat and call to him for help. He comes back, and he's got one of the pilots with him. 
They tell the kids to get on board quickly. They ask the pilot, Luis, about the other one, Jose. He didn't escape the jaguaro and hints at a horrible demise. On the boat, Velma and Daphne find a piece of glass carefully wrapped in fabric. They're confused, and I am too. Also, Farty asks the pilot to drop off some film for him when he lands in Rio. Take a note, kids. Never agree to pack anything in your luggage a weird stranger has given you. We now learn what befell Scooby and Shaggy. Remember how I compared the men in this village to Ewoks? Well, now Scooby and Shaggy are being carried while tied to a big log, just like Luke and Han in Episode 6. I hope Velma is treated like a holy spirit and rescues them. That will make my year. Hashtag Velma is C-3PO. Fred, Velma, and Daphne sneak over on a bridge while Fred says, Careful, they mustn't see us coming. Which is funny because they're walking totally normally in their North American clothes, totally out in the open, at a normal pace. They check out a cave and find a statue of the jaguaro, but they hear the real one from outside the cave. Back at the plane, Fred finds feathers tied to the craft, which tells him that Shaggy and Scooby have been captured. The pilot wants to take off right away, but yay, Fred! He says, not a chance! He wants to find the pup and that teenage boy. The pilot agrees to wait for only an hour while they go look on the sacred island. Back on said sacred island, Scooby and Shaggy are tied up in a dwelling surrounded by human skulls. Major creepiness! They contemplate their fate. Scooby uses his tail as a saw, just trust me on this one, to cut their ropes, and they see signs that they're about to be burned at the stake. This is a children's show, right? They disguise themselves in masks and skirts and join the folks dancing outside the dwelling to escape. The lead dude notices Scooby's tail, but otherwise Scooby was totally in a perfect disguise, I guess. So there's a chase scene. They all cross the bridge, and then the other big kids come out of the cave to join the fray. Oh no, at the other end of the bridge is the jaguaro. Scooby and Shaggy are trapped. The jaguaro starts destroying the bridge from one side, and the indigenous men are destroying it from the other. Scooby and Shaggy are stuck on the one remaining platform in the middle of the bridge. The jaguaro tries to grab them, but Fred decides to destroy the local agriculture by tearing down a dam upriver. It sweeps away the beast as well as everyone's crops. Oh, and Shaggy and Scooby. The jaguaro and Shaggy and Scooby all fall down a waterfall, and the wreckage from the bridge traps the jaguaro. Fred pulls off its mask, and it's Barty. I mean Barney. He leads them to Jose, who is tied up below deck on the boat. The indigenous people are happy once their statue is returned to them, and the kids explain the events to Jose. Luis and Barney were partners in a diamond smuggling scheme. He faked the emergency landing to pick up the diamonds Barney had found in the river. Remember the glass they'd found? The cuts in it could only have been made by diamonds. You know, just, again, trust me on this one. And remember the film? Velma opened it to reveal a fortune in uncut diamonds. But Luis and Barney make one last attempt at fleeing alone. However, Fred had cleverly removed all the spark plugs. That murderous scamp. Later, in Rio, we see the kids dancing in a conga line at Carnival. And for some reason, Scooby is dressed up like a giant baby pink bonnet, and footy jammies. With a baby and mommy gorilla behind him in the conga line. I love this show. Thanks so much to Dave Says Tay for our music. Thanks to my friends and family for supporting this creative and weird endeavor. 
Thanks to our listeners. You guys are awesome. And a special thanks to Tiff, who moderates the Meddling Kid podcast and Scooby-Doo discussion group on Facebook. Join us there to talk about the episodes, share recipes, and weird pictures of the Scooby gang. Also, if you've got a few extra minutes in your schedule this week, why not stop by your local pet shelter and see if they need help walking the dogs? Scooby would approve. And remember, as you're dancing in your conga line with endangered wild animals, you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids.